It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about minimizing waste and environmental sustainability. And I have with me two ladies from Zero Waste Ogden. Adriana Van Vliet is a co-founder of the organization. And Liz Voles, who writes articles, wonderful articles that I have read, and does social media and is a blog contributor. So welcome to both of you. Thanks so much for coming in to talk talk about this. Hi, thanks so much. It's really great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is such an important topic. So, Adriana, I'd like you to begin and just talk about what is the biggest biggest item, biggest portion of waste that we can really make a big difference on here. Um, so we've decided that one of the biggest things would be to stop buying things that we don't need. So, really rethinking the way we consume, how much we consume, and just being a lot more conscious about shopping, um, especially clothing, furniture, uh, home goods, all those sort of things. Uh, you know, if it's plastic and we're not uh, planning to keep it forever, that's going to end up in landfill. Um, clothing, all that kind of thing, it's going to end up in thrift stores, landfill. And not only that, but also the um, amount of resources and energy that it takes to create these things. The fashion industry is one of the leading industries that creates the most carbon emissions right now. And so um, one of the biggest things that we've decided and that we really try to make changes on is just consuming less, making do with what we have, um, shopping secondhand. And, you know, like I said, just really rethinking how we consume things. Right. That really causes a change in mentality. Liz, you have written an article. How Not to Want. Is that exactly what it was titled? I think so. How how Not to Want or How to Want for Less. There we go. Talk about that. How do we get ourselves into that frame of mind? Well, it's not something that happens overnight, which can be a little bit frustrating. Um, It is a, a shift in mentality of just being mindful and grateful for what we do have, regardless of whether that is a lot of resources, whether that's very little. Just looking at what we have currently and being grateful for it and making the most with what we have on hand. Um, I think a lot of that, too, involves removing yourself from temptation. So taking the time and the effort to identify for yourself where you're spending money unnecessarily how does that make you feel? In most cases, I think we're, we're stuck in a cycle of feeling inadequate because that's what these advertising firms are trying to get from us is to make us want new things constantly and feel our insecurities in a way that leads us to spend money needlessly. So identifying within yourself those temptations and those insecurities and working on ways to reduce your exposure to consumer goods, whether that means spending your time on really constructive things like reading or volunteering in your community or just 
making the effort to not shop online. There's all these little things that you can do in your life to just avoid temptation. So, Adriana, I think a lot of people don't even know that they are being as wasteful as they really are. So what would be a good starting point? Um, I mean, to piggyback off of what Liz said, I do think that our mentality is a big one. So um, the way that I started, just to give an example, um, I so my best friend Sam, and she is the other co-founder of Zero Waste Ogden, um, she's the one who really introduced me to this sort of thing. She started really getting into environmentalism and zero waste, you know, because it kind of did become this aesthetic thing, too. It's yes. all over Instagram. Like, it it looks better. Being eco-friendly not only feels better and is better for the planet, but it's, it looks better. There's an aesthetic to it. And so she started telling me about it, and I try to be a very conscious and mindful person and you know, my impact on the world. And I hadn't really thought about, well, what about my carbon impact? Um, Liz, did you have something you wanted to say? Um, Yeah, just the aesthetic of zero waste is something that this movement gets a lot of criticism over because there are certain goods that are marketed to us as a means for reducing our consumption So these really fancy reusable water bottles and really fancy reusable bags and reusable cutlery, those are being advertised to us in a way that goes against the whole point of the sustainability movement, which is just to use what you have and be creative about borrowing and shopping secondhand and doing every step that you can do before going out and buying something new, which is really interesting to see. Because it, it totally goes against the entire essence of what sustainability is. But yet water bottles, um, the the disposable, I mean, what do you call these? Very cheap recycled water bottles. Single-use plastic. The, thank you. This single-use plastic, uh, not only is it very convenient. So why would you be against getting rid of these bottles and not using one of the fancier bottles? I mean, isn't there a good... You're talking about the negative marketing when it comes to all of these other products, but yet some of us don't have, you know, a bottle that we can use over and over again. I think in a lot of cases we'd be surprised to just open our cupboards and find things that can make do. Maybe not everybody has a $30 hydro flask in their home already, but do you have a glass bottle? Do you have a mason jar? Do you have a cup that you can carry around with you? I mean... I have to tell a funny story story here. I was taking a master's class, uh, part of my thesis, and one of the classes I was sitting in, I'm looking around the room, and everyone has a really cool water bottle. And I thought, wow, this is kind of a social statement. I was kind of looking at my own water bottle, and as you said, uh, feeling really inept. Like, I wasn't part of this group, because mine was just something I had found in the cupboard, probably that my son used back in his football days, and it was just one that I had, right? And I needed to have water in the classroom. Yeah, that's perfect, though. But it's an example of what you're talking about. I mean, these things are marketed to us, and we kind of buy into them. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't want um, sustainability to be about what it looks like. Um, You know, there is an aspect of it that it looks better, whether it's a glass mason jar, a water bottle you bought at Savers, or a hydro flask. 
it does look better than a single-use plastic water bottle, not only because it's physically more attractive, but also because of the meaning behind it. You then know what that bottle stands for. You know that if somebody's using a single-use plastic water bottle, you know, maybe they're unaware of it. And so there's something that they still need to learn. But it does, it, it in this day and age, things like that do send a signal. Like you said, you feel like you are part of a group or you're not. And whether, you, you know, you have the expensive water bottle or whether you have the one that was a hand-me-down from your kid's football practice, um, you're part of the group if you're taking the steps to not use the plastic water bottles. Being part of the group isn't what it looks like, but about what you do. Well, good, because I didn't go out and buy another one, <laughs> even though I wanted to. I think when we talk about small, actionable steps that everybody can make in their lives to be more sustainable, for me, one of the biggest things that you can do is to just get loud about it and get vocal and talk about these issues and get other people in your circle energized and thinking about sustainability and what that means. Like for you with with that cup, maybe it wasn't the most stylish cup ever, <laughs> but if you're telling people about why you're using this cup and the origins of this cup, that gets people thinking. That gets people realizing that, oh, I probably have things sitting around my house that are serving no purpose right now that I could be using and then feeling good about maximizing on my resources and also saving money in the process. That's a really nice little benefit to this, too. Um, but yeah, there's there's that mindfulness piece too. Something that I know that that you've talked about in in podcasts previous. But being sustainable and taking those steps and being on that journey towards zero waste or low impact living or whatever you want to call it, um, it frees up a, a lot of mental space. Not spending all of that time looking for new consumer goods to spend your money on and looking at what other people are doing and feeling inadequate about yourself um, and just having that nice sort of peace with your presence and um, mindfulness kind of attitude. Yeah. And it's, it's easier to do that if you, you've kind of made this decision to act in this way and you are actually accomplishing something with your particular water bottle. I don't want to focus on water bottles the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I think that the water bottle is a good example just because it is a complex issue and there's so many single use items that we can get rid of like grocery shopping bags and when we go and get a coffee or when we get an iced coffee, you know, we have reusables for all those things. I have multiples. I keep them in the car. I have the baristas rinse them out. I go rinse them out in the bathroom. Like it's just, you know, when you commit, you find yourself making these day-to-day -day changes and eventually you find yourself full swing in the lifestyle and in the habit um, just coming back to where you can start um, and also what Liz said about getting loud. The way that I started was, you know, through my friend Sam. She's the one that started talking to me about these things and making those changes in her life. And, you know, we've been friends for a really long time. So she's somebody that I admire and I respect and I love. And when I saw her making these changes and because I try to be a conscious per and mindful person, I thought, well, I knew I should look into this. Like, why is she doing this? You know, if she's what she's saying is true, then it's it's really important because I love the planet and I want everybody to have a good place to live. And I want to be. Uh, mindful and aware of my impact and what I'm doing is doing to the planet and how that, you know, 
affects other people because it is the most vulnerable people that are going to be affected the most by climate change. And so I started looking into it. The things she had told me was right because, you know, unless you're a climate denier, like these things are true. Um, And I just I felt guilty every time I would make a choice that now went against the new knowledge I had. It didn't align with my values. And I knew that I needed to make a change. And so I just started making day-to-day changes. It started with a water bottle. And, you know, I haven't used a single-use water bottle in over a year. And each of our family members at home, I have three stepkids. I'm married, and they each have their own water bottle. My husband and I will share. When we go on road trips, it's like every time we stop to to go to the bathroom, okay, fill your water bottles. Like, you have to be on top of it. But it becomes a lifestyle. At first, it feels a little intimidating, but just like anything else, you do it day-to-day, and eventually you're like, wow, I'm really doing this, so... Yeah, it's been it's been really awesome. But you just have to start with the small things like we've been talking about a water bottle. Yeah, um, zero waste it, or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Um, and it is something that anybody and everybody can participate in. It doesn't matter if you have a lot of disposable income to put towards all of these new fancy reusable items or whether you're just digging through your cupboards or maybe going to swap meets or picking up um, – materials at the thrift store or whatever it is. Um, But these are principles that anybody can adapt into their lifestyle. And I think there was a really amazing saying that I read recently about how we need, we don't need hundreds of people doing zero waste perfectly. We need millions of people doing zero waste imperfectly. And I think that that is exactly the essence of what we're talking about. It's like everybody should be actively trying to participate in this, especially if you're not going to be doing it perfectly, because then it becomes a dialogue. It becomes a collaborative effort. And that's why we're here. That's That's been, for me, the most gratifying thing that I've done in the last two years is joining Zero Waste Ogden and becoming part of a community to gain this sense of togetherness that we are in this as a group and that climate impacts everybody um, and to share and collaborate ideas on how we can get better. Okay, one step at a time, right? Absolutely. Adriana, just talk a little bit about your organization. And uh, you have a wonderful website, wonderful Facebook page where you have a lot of uh, great ideas. Again, maybe we should share. It's Zero Waste Ogden and ZeroWasteOgden.com for people who want to check those things out. So what kinds of things do you think about that you want to share with people? How how are you going about putting this uh, great information on the website and your Facebook page? Yeah, so the the platform that we're the most active on is actually Instagram. And so our handle on there is just at Zero Waste Ogden. Um, that's where we post a lot of contact where we uh, try to engage a lot with people. And then we also have a Facebook group that's separate from the uh, actual page. And a lot of discussion goes on there too. So look for us, join in, because one of the biggest things is that we really want people to join our community and um you know like liz said um she she joined zero waste ogden a year ago or so um i was at lush that's uh, where she works she's very passionate about them they're a great resource too for sustainability and for um uh, body goods that kind of stuff zero waste um And I met her there looking for some things, and I guess somebody from Zero Waste Ogden had been there the week before and had mentioned it to her. And so I'm like, oh, like you should come and hang out with us sometime if you're interested in this. And so we exchanged phone numbers, and we've been really close friends for the past year, and she's been huge – 
in, to, to Zero Waste Ogden. She does a lot. Um, she writes blog posts. She does a lot of social media. And so we would really like to find more people like that and create more of those connections. We want more people like Liz that, you know, want to be committed because right now it's really just a few of us. And we want to create a community that, yeah, you know, we're sharing the content online to help you guys make changes and just sharing what we do day to day. Because for us, it's a lifestyle at this point. We're not perfect at it. But we've made a lot of big changes over the past two years, all of us that are involved. It's interesting. One thing I didn't think we'd be talking about today is community. I mean, I knew we'd be talking about dialogue, but that's one thing I hadn't anticipated about this interview today. Yeah. um, So I've been a climate activist for the last 15 years. I learned about this in middle school and it just struck a deep, deep chord with me. So ever since seventh grade, this has been an integral part of my life. And I've been working towards all of these small lifestyle changes for 15 years. But it wasn't until I established that community here in Utah that I actually felt empowered enough to lobby with um, local municipalities and host events. And it, it just it feels so much more exciting doing this as part of a group instead of being that one person trying to do zero waste perfectly and then being frustrated by everybody around me who doesn't care. And there's a big difference uh, between what you're talking about and recycling. Yes, absolutely. So we'd like to do things, you know, that are policy driven. Um, We know some people in Ogden that want to start, you know, taking change on a city level. How can we start, you know, headlining like the uh, more progressive states where they're banning plastic bags and they're starting to do more like how can Utah that is such a nature and environmentally you know oriented state we have such beautiful nature here national parks how can we start headlining as you know a leading state in the environmental movement and there's a lot of people in Ogden that want to want to do these things but ideas are only ideas until people start acting and so we want this to be an online resource but we also want it to be something where yeah people come together and we're we're tackling these problems we're putting projects together you know it doesn't have to be our ideas if somebody has an idea please reach out if you need help and you're like hey I want to do this thing but I don't know how to do it alone reach out to us and we'll help because you know these are all of our issues and so it doesn't have to be my idea or Liz's idea or anybody else's idea it can be all of our ideas because what Zero Waste Ogden is for it's a community group where we want to create this environmental community in northern Utah and all of Utah where we're passionate about the environment and we want to make changes we want to make changes in our farmers markets we want to make changes in local stores like not just in our individual lives we want to plant trees we want to create uh, public spaces and safe spaces for people to be able to hang out with clean spaces you know we have the oasis gardens that the junior league of ogden created um just under 10 years ago and that's able been able to provide people spaces to grow their own food Um, You know, Ogden kind of has a food desert in some areas. And so all of those things, making our cities green cities is what we'd really like to eventually get into and working with other environmental groups. Just another word about um, recycling and how we are now realizing that recycling is not the best option out there. Um, In light of all of these news headlines about 
all of our recyclings being denied um, by China and being sent instead to other developing nations where they then get incinerated or um, getting incinerated even domestically in poorer communities. There are so many other things that we can be doing before resorting to recycling. And I think that this whole aspect of zero waste community is where we can really get those ideas flowing and collaborating on how to do all of the other R's before recycling. So the best of which would be reducing. So wanting for less and purchasing fewer new consumer goods, but we can be refusing. We can, um, at the local coffee shop, be refusing that single-use straw that they're offering us on our iced coffee. Um, Repurposing, so taking things that we already have in our possession and coming up with new clever ways to make them useful. Um, Repairing them, so mending something before just discarding it. Rotting, if you have the space, you can start compost in your backyard. It's really easy. It's great for your garden. So there are so many different things that we can be doing before just recycling, especially now knowing that recycling is not actually that sustainable because it's not profitable in many cases. Um, so, yeah, I would ref- I would recommend anybody who's interested in this um, Google waste hierarchy. Um, this this brings up just the, the pyramid of different options that we have with what to do with our resources before uh, resorting to recycling or disposal. And one more thing that I would just like to say that people can really do is just, you know, you really have to vote with your dollar, but you also have to look for candidates in local, state, and national elections that are interested and committed to um, climate change and environmental sustainability because I think that with recycling, you know, plastic isn't in itself bad. It's the way we've been using plastic. And now we have, so we need to rethink that, but now we also have this excess uh, waste of plastic. What do we do now with the plastic we've already used? And we don't have that many options. And so if we can really have government that believes in science and is science-oriented, they can then, you know, put in place policies and work with scientists and technological companies like technology companies that can, you know, make changes and innovations and really help push us forward into the future. We need green cities, urban farms, all kinds of things. We need to rethink the way we've been doing everything because it's obviously just not working. Consumerism in itself isn't bad. We're not going to always stop wanting. And so if you, you know, aren't going to be, you know, if you're still going to be shopping, it's okay. Just start rethinking about the way you're doing it. And then you need to be voting with your dollar and you need to be aware of policies too that are going on in government because when things change on a bigger level, that's when things will change for us and we can consume maybe without feeling so guilty because things will change from the core of the issue. And so, you know, this is this is a big issue. There's a lot to talk about. There's things we can do in our individual life, but there's also some bigger picture things that we can do, too, that then will change the amount of effort we need to do in our individual life. We need to make so much effort in our individual life because of the way the world is set up currently. But if we can eventually change that, then maybe it can take the load off people and we can live environmentally sustainable lives with less effort. I wanted to also share a few resources that people can look into if they're interested in um, this lifestyle. First of all, please connect with us uh, through Zero Waste Ogden. Even if you're not an Ogden resident, please 
find us on Facebook, Instagram, check out our website and read our blog posts. We would love to hear your ideas. There's a really amazing book slash short film called The Story of Stuff by Annie Leonard. This talks really, really in depth about the in incredible amount of resources that go into every single commonplace item that we use on a daily basis. And it is very eye-opening. I wish that I had more time to share all these statistics, but it will open your eyes in a new light um, to why we need to curb our consumption habit. Um, I would also highly recommend checking out YouTube. This is a really easy way to get bite-sized pieces of information about low-waste lifestyle. Um, especially if you don't have a lot of time in any given day to be devoting to this. There's a really wonderful channel that I follow. Uh, her name is Shell Bizzle with three E's. Um, and also one called Sustainably Vegan, who's based out of the UK. They talk about really wonderful, small, actionable items that you can make in your day-to-day -day life to be more sustainable. Um, in addition to that, just in your community... Check out your local library, see what they have about sustainability and waste. There are some really amazing books written in the 50s and 60s about where this all started. Um, one in particular that I'd highly recommend checking out is called The Waste Makers by Vance Packard. It is an older book. You can probably find it at the library or um, on thriftbooks.com, and it goes really in-depth on how the advertisement system has conditioned us to constantly be wanting to replace our consumer goods and how we can eliminate that desire. And then um, we also would just like to touch on what we can do dietary-wise. Not everybody needs to turn vegan, um, but heavy animal-based uh, diets do are worse for the planet. They do create more uh, carbon emissions, cows chickens, pigs, you know, all, all of these animals do uh, release carbon emissions. And uh, just understanding the impact that eating meat has on the environment is something that people really should start thinking about. And at least doing meatless Mondays, you know, just cutting back. You don't have to be vegan, but really cutting down. Um, it's just like anything with everything. It's our excess. We we just need to balance things out. All of these things aren't inherently bad. It's the way that we've been approaching them and how we've been abusing them. One more note on meatless Mondays. Hopefully we've all heard about meatless Mondays by now. Why not challenge yourself to do as many meatless days a week as possible? It's all about incremental change, right? So if we can do one day a week of eliminating meat and dairy products, that's awesome. Why not challenge yourself for more? And then talk to people in your family and your community about why you're doing that and get them excited and empowered to try it as well. Besides the fact that it's healthier. Absolutely. Right. Okay. But it's all about balance. Going back to what Adriana said. Thank you so much to both of you. Anything else you wanted to add at this point? I do want to add that I want everybody to feel encouraged. I want everybody to feel supported. It is a tough journey. I, you know, it's comparable to when you start working out. If you haven't done exercise, it's really tough. You don't want to do it. It's really hard at first, but you know it's going to be good for you and you're going to like the uh, results. So it's kind of like that. It's hard at first, but don't think you need to be perfect. Part of the reason we started Zero Waste Ogden is to uh, illustrate the journey of transitioning it's not that we're perfect none of us can fit our garbage into a jar 
like some of the other Instagrams or some of the other, you know, people out there. That would be quite a goal. Yes. And so we understand that that's not um, realistic for everybody. We're not there. And so we just want to put that out there. This is more about supporting each other through the transition. Be easy on yourself, but hold yourself accountable. Um, And good luck. We're here for you. Reach out to us. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's all about the journey. It's way easier if you're doing it with other people. Get collaborative with it. I had one more resource that I had forgotten to mention earlier. Um, if you're on Reddit, check out the Zero Waste subreddit. It's reddit.com forward slash r forward slash zero waste. It's a really great way to connect with people from all around the world who are trying to live this lifestyle as well. Adriana, Liz, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much.